Welcome to Sermon Q&A. I'm Pastor Alex, and I'm here in the studio with Pastor Craig. And on February 13th, 2022, we preached uh, the last sermon in our series on John the Baptist, the greatest man who ever lived. And uh, coming from that sermon, we have a question. Pastor Craig, this is a question for you. Does the Bible actually teach that I should find joy in everything? Good question, Alex. Uh, I'm very excited for this, by the way. (laughs) So so this comes from a couple of different verses in the New Testament that uh, we quote a lot. And so they're familiar. And the other reason we quote them a lot is because they're short. Here's what they say. (laughs) Philippians 4.4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, yeah, okay. right? So just in case you yeah, missed right. it, it's not, he's not being redundant. He said rejoice time, always. Right? Everything, yeah. And in case you missed it again, I'm going to say it, rejoice, rejoice. always, right? right? Yeah, right. Same thing. Yeah. And then we hear it again in First Thessalonians 5, 16. It's simply two words, rejoice always. Okay. And the next verse is pray without ceasing. Oh, that's pray it. always. That's rejoice the answer. Always. There, there you go. go. We're right? done, right? <laughs> <laughs> but okay. it is very difficult to find joy in everything because we live in a fallen world. And so we have to define what we mean by joy. So first of all, there's a drastic difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is temporal, fleeting, right? I'm happy when my children behave. I'm very, very aware of the fact that that won't last long, right? So so there's a temporary happiness that occurs. I'm happy when, you know, something goes well at work, but it may not tomorrow. So there's a happiness that occurs but it's temporary. Joy is deeper. And when the Bible talks about this joy, it talks about almost a, um, a condition of our soul mm. that, we, that we enter into when we start a relationship with Jesus Christ. So mm. that in a very weird and supernatural way, God gives us the ability to find joy mm. in every circumstance. Yeah. Now, you're a pastor and I'm a pastor. We've been into a lot of difficult circumstances in people's lives. They invite us into... Yeah into really transparent, vulnerable spaces. Mm-hmm. And they go through a lot of pain and suffering. We get to be invited in that. And I look at them and I'm going, how in the world can you can you go through this? Yeah. How can you deal with it? I've stood at the right. crib of a two-year-old mm. who, who ended up uh, uh, with tubes hanging out of her because she's clinging on for life because she'd been abused uh, by her her um, her child care worker, mm. and her parents are standing there and they're looking at me. They're going, "How could God ever allow this to happen?" Mm. And I'm looking at them. I'm not going to say, "You know what? Rejoice always." You should be, just be joyful. And again, right? I say, "Rejoice." Yeah, it doesn't work that right. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a joy that we can have knowing that no matter what the fallenness of this world we're experiencing mm. is. Yeah. God's will is still going to be done. Yeah. There's a there's a deeper satisfaction that comes because we have an eternal perspective. Mm. It's not a temporary happiness, but an eternal perspective. So rejoice in the Lord always literally means rejoice in the Lord. Mm. There's a there's a part of that we kind of le- le- we love the rejoice. Right. Yeah, just be joyful, right? But it's important that we realize that God is working out a, a plan yes. according to his will and we can rejoice in that. Yeah, it has a location. Your joy has a place that it right. needs to be put. It's not just generally be joyful, right. but be joyful in something specific. Right. The Lord. So, so John the Baptist we did this ser- the the sermon yesterday. The greatest man who ever lived. Well, he ended his life pretty crummy. Yeah. Uh, he's he's spent a year in the dungeon, right? He's thrown mm-hmm. in there because the wife of Herod liked listening to him, but the right. wife of Herod didn't. didn't like him, yeah. So he said, "Shut that man up." And Herod said, "Well, I'm not going to kill him." 
So they throw him in the dungeon, mm-hmm. and he's there for a year. Mm-hmm. He And he goes in before Jesus does any miracles, any public miracles, right. any of his public preaching, yep. any of that. John literally is in line for the greatest movie that ever came up across. <laughs> he's got his little tent and his, and his little chair, and he's out there for 24 right. hours. He's going to have the best really. seat in the house. And all these people are gathered behind him waiting to get into the same they show. They all go in first. The door opens, <laughs> and they right. all walk over him. That's right. They get in there. And he doesn't. The door shut, and they lock, <laughs> and he's going, I've told a million people uh-huh. about this movie, and I'm yeah. not going to get to see it. Mm. And then he ends up in this dungeon, and I can't imagine the confusion and the despair. that. And we see it a little bit because he actually sends his disciples to Jesus. He says, are you the one we should be waiting for, or, 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 or should we be waiting for somebody else? Yeah. And, and then to lose his life the way that he did, puts his head on the chopping block. And uh, I, I can't imagine the confusion in this man's yeah. head. He's probably thinking— the kingdom is supposed to be set up. I'm supposed to get rescued by Jesus. What mm. in the world is going What's on? What's going on? Yeah. And yet, I have to say that even then, joy did not escape this man's heart because uh, he was able to see everything that he goes through on a different level, knowing that God's will is being accomplished. And that's why I think Jesus answered the way that he did. Yeah. The blind see, the lame walk, and all of these things. This uh, We talked about this before, the 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 seed that falls on the different soils of the heart and some of that soil um uh, the 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 plant sprouts up and then the cares of this world and actually the tribulation and trials Jesus says choke out that faith mm-hmm. i think that means that our our faith has to be deep enough where we find that joy deep down mm-hmm. so that no matter what goes on we know that god's will is being accomplished yeah. we can't have joy in temporary things we have to have joy in the eternal things that we know God is doing. Jesus himself, greatest mm-hmm. example, I think, is he's going to the cross. Mm-hmm. Clearly in the Garden of Gethsemane, anybody pa- passing by would go, that man is not joyful. Right. Right? He's, right. he's crying. He's sweating. Yeah. He's praying to God that this doesn't happen. Yep. But yet in Hebrews, it tells us in Hebrews 12 too, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the, now listen to this, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the Mm. throne of God. Mm. Again, I think there's a depth that Jesus knew God's will is being accomplished. He's not happy. Right. He's clearly not happy. Right, yeah. But he's joyful because Mm. he knows the end product of him going to the cross is that he gets My to present right? Yeah. He gets to present the bride of of Christ, yes. his bride, mm. to the Father. Yeah. Like this is what my my death has accomplished, Amen. my death and mm. resurrection. That's good. So I think we find we find joy when we let God be God mm-hmm. and we go through our despair, and it's gonna hurt and it's gonna be painful and it's gonna be confusing. Mm-hmm. But lo- don't let the despair control you. Let God be God. And work on a deeper level where you can find joy even when you look at a situation and go, yeah. I'm not happy. Okay, so you're telling me that it might be unhelpful for me when I see perhaps a brother or sister who is being intensely persecuted for their faith or uh, somebody who is struggling with like one of the biggest losses of their life. It might be unhelpful for me to say, well, you know, in Jesus, we're all supposed to just be joyful. <laughs> I would say that would be unhelpful. <laughs> that would be unhelpful. Okay. I just wanted to clarify <laughs> that. That's really I good. mean, like we, we talked about before, your, your, uh, your comment was, you know, we speak the truth. We, mm. we reaffirm our faith. We, Conv- convict ourselves again of the truth that yeah. 
God's promises are going to remain and will yep. will come true and come to pass. And those kinds of things help us through the despair. They help us cling to our All joy. the promises of God and Jesus are yes and yeah. amen, right? Like that's yep. that's what we need to cling to. That's yeah, I, I also like what <clears throat> Pastor Michael says a lot. He says, if you know what God knows, mm. you do what God does every time. Mm. And that kind of helps us through the moments of despair that we go through uh, to hold on to a deeper joy um, it's not fleeting happiness. Hmm. It's just a satisfaction, a joy that whatever happens around us in this fallen world, God's still got the controls. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Craig, thank you so much for answering that question. And we invite you to stick around for more questions on Sermon Q&A.